Welcome to Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to help you discover treasures and truth from God's Word and also give you deeper insights and understanding of the character and nature of God. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba Charles. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining me once again this week. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, the topic today, Don't Lose Your Passion. Don't lose your passion. We are in a season where there are so many things that can cause uh, you and I to lose our passion, both our passion for God, our passion to live life, our passion for the Word of God, our passion for the house of the Lord, our passion for fellowship and relationship because of what has uh, transpired in the world with the pandemic where it's easier for us, it can be easier for us to lose, uh, to lose our passion for God. Don't lose your passion. Don't lose your passion to love God. Don't lose your passion or desire for the presence of God. Don't lose your thirstiness for the things of God. Don't lose the passion to a fellowship with other believers. Don't lose your passion to pray or study the word of God because that is the aim of the enemy. If we lose the desires for the things of God or lose our passion for the things of God, then the enemy will sift us and uh, put us in the position where he can attack us. We are in a season of testing. You may not see in the spiritual realm, but this season has been a season of testing. There will be many people that will never go back into the house of the Lord. Because the, if they give in to losing their passion to the triggers of the enemy, then they will never go back to the house of the Lord. So we are in a season of testing. One of the devil's greatest devices is to tempt Christians to lose their passion for serving God and for loving God and for serving others or for serving the kingdom of God. Because our passion is the drive that gives us the drive to do the things of God. Remember when you first gave your life to the Lord, you wanted to volunteer at any event at the church that I had. You wanted to do anything and everything that the church was doing. Why? You had that drive, that passion, until maybe somebody said something terrible and then you backed off and you got hurt in church. Listen, people of God, just because you got hurt in church, it doesn't mean you have to lose your passion for the things of God and your passion for God. We are in a season where our passion to live for God or to pursue the truth of God's word is being tested they, and, and challenged on a daily basis by the forces of darkness. The enemy has specifically targeted the body of Christ individually and both corporately if we are sitting on the fence with one leg in the realm of faith and one in the realm of doubt you will be sifted by the enemy there is an interesting sequence of events leading up to peter's denial of jesus christ Peter did not just wake up and say, I'm going to deny Jesus today. 
There were some sequence of events that took place that caused Peter to do what? To deny Jesus Christ. Let's read about that in uh, Luke chapter 22, verse 31 to, 20, to 32, sorry. Luke 22, 31 to 32. Now, before we read actually this part of the portion here where Jesus says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you. Look at this here. As wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have tamed back, strengthen your brothers. Now, look at this here. It says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you. It wasn't only Peter. Because of Everything is focused on Peter here, who's going to deny Jesus Christ. But there were other apostles who actually ran away. They left the city altogether. But here, Jesus says, I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you. That your faith may not fail. And when you have tamed back, strengthen your brothers. When you have tamed back, strengthen your brothers. Next, we read in Luke 22, verse 54, that uh, when Jesus was arrested and uh, laid away to the house of the high priest, Peter followed at a distance. So Peter had denied Jesus, but he followed at the distance. He began to follow as Jesus was being arrested. The arrest of Jesus created created or caused Peter. You need to understand here. Peter or Simon did not just wake up one day and said, I'm denying Jesus today. What caused him to deny Jesus was actually the fact that Jesus was arrested or was under arrest, was under persecution. Peter did not want to go through that and he allowed that situation to cause him to deny Jesus Christ. Notice that uh, Peter, who had uh, saw, uh, he, he sweared he would die for Jesus Christ. By the way, before we swear we can, you know, we will die for Jesus Christ, let's learn to live for him first. Let's learn to begin to live for Jesus Christ. And Peter here, he said, uh, I will die for Jesus. But he ended up denying him. We have not believed God until we are able to believe when the heat is turned up, when the pressure is up. You can't say, I believe God, I believe God, when everything is going so good for you. Believing God comes in when the pressure is on, when all hell is breaking loose over your life. Then you declare, I will stand on the word of God. I won't be shaken. I won't be shaken by any situation because I believe the word of God. So when the rooster crowed, Peter remembered his promise to Jesus. And at least he went out and wept bitterly because of the situation. Don't forget the promises you have made to God. Of saving you. Remember them now. And not when it is too late. Most of us we make promises to God. God I will save you. God I will save you no matter what. 
God, I will follow after you no matter what. We make those promises. And then uh, things become tough. Life becomes tough. Situations changes in our lives. We forget the promises that we made to God. Some of us, when we gave our life to God, we said, God, I will serve you for the rest of my life. Or if you were sick and God healed you, you made obviously probably this promise, God, thank you for healing me. I will serve you for the rest of my life. We all make promises to this God. In fact, the children of Israel were known by making promises after promises to God when they were in trouble. When he delivered them out of trouble, they forgot about the promises of that they had made to God. Never should you forget the promises you've made to serve God. Never should you forget the promises you have made to follow after God. Never should you forget the promises to worship God. The promises to study the word of God. The promises to pursue God. You made that promise and God is holding you to that word. Because he holds himself to the words also that he has promised over your life. Don't change because of the situation around the world. Or the friends that you are associating with who don't believe God. Let your promises to God to serve Him. Let your promises to serve God stand strong. Never doubt God. The great thing about Peter is that uh, at least he circled around and followed from a distance. Some of the other disciples had actually fled Gethsemane altogether in fear. Their passion, their zeal, Their faith for Jesus got deeply challenged and therefore they went into hiding. What we learn from Peter is that uh, Peter did not just walk up one day and said, I'm going to deny Jesus today. We all do not just wake up one day and say, I am going to sin today. The arrest of Jesus Christ by the authorities made Peter fearful. Consequently, he denied knowing Jesus. He wanted to serve himself. In difficult seasons, we must look to the cross and remember what Jesus did on that cross. In difficult situations as we serve God, it is not easy to serve God. By the way, it is not easy to live for God. The world is very tempting. The world looks like it's all rosy out there. But trust me, when you've made a promise to pursue God, pursue Him passionately. If things are not going well, look, look, at, look back and look to the cross of what He did there. There, He gave you victory. There, He gave you the ability to withstand any pressure, any temptation. He showed the model. He was tempted, but He never failed into that temptation. So we can use the model of Jesus Christ to pursue our passion and to pursue Jesus Christ. Fear of the future and fear of the unknown can cause us to lose our passion for Jesus Christ. To maintain our passion for Jesus Christ requires us to put our faith and trust in God no matter the season we may be facing. Jesus is a model of a passion to serving the kingdom of God. He was a passionate man. Jesus did not refuse to go to the cross. 
He did not say this is unbearable, I can't go to the cross. His passion to serve mankind from the power of sin and death led him to go on that cross. There is a reason the crucifixion has been referred to as the passion. The Bible says of Christ, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God's glory. We see that in Hebrews 12 verse 2. Even as he was dying on the cross, Jesus was busy ministering to others on that cross. That's passion. So the word of us today is don't lose your passion. No matter what you may be going through. Don't lose your passion. You may be down but strengthen others. In your struggles, minister to others. In your lowest day, seek to uplift others. In your weakness, Desire to strengthen others. That is passion. The Bible says in Proverbs 11 verse 25. It says that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. You know one thing. The beautiful thing about saving. Is that when you serve someone else. When you serve someone else's vision. God will refresh your vision. God will bless you for saving. So when you're feeling low, instead of you wrapping yourself into depression, uplift someone else who is feeling low. And guess what happens? The Spirit of God begins to bring encouragement to you. Strength as well. Jesus is our model of having that passion. Jesus is our model of kingdom passion and focus. Hebrews 12 verse 2 says what? He tells us that he never lost sight of where he was headed. If we want to keep serving God, loving God, pursuing his kingdom, pursuing the purposes of the kingdom of God, we need to understand the importance of a passion, that, of, of a kingdom passion that is unshakable. We need to understand the importance of keeping our passion. Jeremiah 20 verse 9 says, uh, But if I say I will never mention the Lord or speak in His name, His word burns in my heart like a fire. It's like a fire in my bones. I am worn out trying to hold it in. It can't do it. Well, you know what Jeremiah is saying here? He's saying, My passion overrides my desire of not speaking the word of God. Because Jeremiah was considered to be a weeping prophet. When he spoke, nobody listened to him. So at one time, Jeremiah wanted to give up. He wanted to quit. He totally wanted to never speak in the name of God again. But he says it's like fire shut up in his bones. Why? That is passion. A passion can lead you to something greater. A passion can lead you to something better. A passion can lead you to your destiny. Why? A passion that is dedicated to serving God can lead you to something greater. Passion is so important. I'm a former soccer player. If you played in a team of uh, people who don't have a passion for their team, uh, who don't have the confidence in them to win, you're going to be losing every day. 
Now, we mistaken confidence with humility. We say we can't have confidence. Trust me, if you don't have confidence to live for God, you will never passionately pursue the kingdom of God. It requires a confidence. You just have to know where your confidence is in. Your confidence is not in your own abilities. Your confidence is not in your own education. Your confidence is not in your wealth or whatever you have. The Bible says some trust in chariots, but we trust in the name of the living God. My confidence is in the abilities of the name of God, the power of the name of God. The Bible says there is power in the name of God. That is where my confidence is. My confidence is in the word of God. My confidence does not come from within me. It comes from the within the power of the word of God. So you need the confidence to pursue God, to live for God, to advance the kingdom of God, to do the will of God. You need confidence. Passion without confidence ends up in defeat. Let me share with you five things that extinguishes our passion for God. Five things that extinguishes our passion for God. Number one is isolation. Isolating ourselves from other believers can cause our passion and fire for God to be quenched. When there is no one to encourage you, you easily begin allowing certain things in your life that slowly chew you up, chew your faith up. We are most passionate when we share God with other believers. To remain in fellowship is to remain in that passion for God as we constantly impart a radical energy and excitement to pursue God more and more. So the more, the Bible says, iron sharpens another iron. The more you hang out with people of energy for the kingdom of God, people who have a passion for the things of God, don't hang out with those people who says, oh, they're just overzealous. Listen, zeal is not all that bad. It is you knowing in whom you have your zeal in. If your zeal is in upholding, uplifting, glorifying, magnifying God and uplifting other people, your zeal is right. Your confidence is right. And it is much needed in the church. Look at these most churches. We have people that came in with excitement and we told them to sit down and they sat down. They died spiritually right there. They've never risen up again because we quenched their passion. All we need is the wisdom to guide them how to drive that passion for Jesus Christ. There is a difference with that. But we don't know how. That's the problem. That's why churches are cold. We have people that come in with a passion and they've got zeal. They worship and they pray. They want to do things. And then we tell them, oh, just sit down. You know, you, you're going to be quenched again. You, that's not what we're supposed to be. We have to encourage people to have and to pursue God with a passion. So isolation can quench your passion for God, especially in a season like this. Familiarity with God, being too familiar with God, not having a revelation fear of God, honor can quench your passion for God. Familiarity with God and with each other causes us to lose the sense of honor and revelation fear of God. And where there is a loss of fear and revelation honor of God, the presence of God is not there. Honor accompanies the presence of God. So 
Five things that quenches our passion for God. Isolation and being too familiar with God. Paul makes it a point in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. He says this. He reminds Timothy to keep the passion or feign into flame the gifts within. Feign into flame the gifts in within. We need to be reminded of the wondrous love of Christ for us by looking to the gospel daily and being consumed by Christ extraordinarily, not ordinarily, not ordinarily stuff, but extraordinary love for us. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, we see number 3 of what quenches, sorry, number 4 of what, number 3 of what quenches our passion, timidity. Hebrews 4 verse 16 says, let us then approach the throne of grace with what? Confidence. So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. God made a way for us to freely approach him through Christ. And he wants us to do so with confidence. A Christian without confidence is a Christian who is cold. When we lose that confidence, thinking we don't have the favor of God, we give in to timidity that makes us dependent, depend on works. But what keeps us passionate is the abundancy of grace. Number four, what causes, what makes us lose the passion for the things of God, losing discipline. And this is a big one. This is where we have to watch. Don't lose your discipline of following after God. Don't lose your discipline of pursuing God. God gives us a spirit of self-discipline to maintain and grow in the spiritual disciplines through his word and prayer. Just as we need the discipline to grow physically, physical muscles, sorry, we need discipline to grow spiritual muscles as well. When we lose that discipline, our faith loses its strength and we lose our passion. I've been running and in the morning, I gained a little bit of some pound. You won't see because I'm a tiny guy. But I could feel I was sluggish. For the one week, I passionately began to run. And I lost all the pounds. The pants that were not fitting me, they begin to fit me. Why? That's what passion can do. Passion can lead you to do something passionately and achieve greater results. Let's end with uh, Timothy here in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. It says, I remember your genuine faith, for, your, for, you, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Louise and your mother Eunice. And I know that the same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us the spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Please hear me this, uh, this day. Your passion to serve God is so important that's why the enemy has targeted the believers to reduce their desire, their passion for the things of God. 
Remember how passionate you were when you gave your life to God. Remember how you desired to do the things of God. You desired to volunteer and help out. You, you were there because you knew it was for the kingdom. Let me put it this way also. If you are a minister, most uh, preachers, they started out very well by preaching just the gospel. They preached the gospel. They were dedicated to it. Along the road, they changed now to just seek money. They can't give the word of God. They want the, the, the gospel that will give them back the money. Listen, people of God. When we lose our passion to serve the kingdom of God, our religiosity is nothing but a noise in the kingdom of God. We need to get back to have that passion. Passion to desire to worship God. Passion to desire to glorify God. A passion to magnify God. A passion to do the will of God. No matter what is going on in your life, you declare, I will pursue God. I will follow God. I won't stop today. I remember there was a, a song that I sang when I first gave my life to the Lord. How so powerfully touched. And I began to sing this song that many uh, uh, young people were singing that day in the scripture union. I would sing words like, uh, when I look upon this world, no one can save my soul. It's only Jesus the Lord mighty can save my soul. And I would cry out, only Jesus can save my soul. And because it's only Jesus who can save my soul, I am passionate about following this Jesus. I'm passionate about knowing this Jesus. I'm passionate about pursuing this Jesus. And that when I knew he had changed my life, I became passionate about declaring the word of God. I dedicated my life to sharing the good news to other people. Let not your passion be quenched. Don't lose your passion for the things of God. Don't think God is boring to serve. We serve a good God. Our God is not a boring God. We serve a real, omnipotent, omnipresent, a powerful God. God is not boring. It's not boring to serve God. It's not boring to live God. It's not boring. There is joy in the presence of God when you understand the word of God. Joy in the kingdom of God does not come from a dancing disco whatever it comes from upholding the word of God with a passion let your passion lead you to understand the scripture pursue the scripture pursue God with a passion if they tell you that you have too much zeal they Tell them you were zealous when you were in the world. Some of us were zealous in doing sin. We were zealous in doing bad. We were zealous and passionate in doing terrible stuff. So don't you tell me not to be passionate for God because I know what it means to be passionate, to be to be passionate and live in sin. I want to live for God. My passion is to live for God. Don't lose your passion to glorify God, to pursue God. No matter what is going on in your life pursue God pursue the word of God and your life will be changed we serve a God of all power the only thing that is in between you and God that brings the joy that brings the excitement and the desire is that passion let your passion for the things of God increase in this season don't lose sight 
on what God is doing. Don't worry about the noises and all those COVID stuff. Pursue the word of God and you will see the manifestation of the power of God. I just want to pray for you. Father, I pray for that sister and brother that their passion for the things of God, their passion for the word of God will rise up in within them and pursue you wholeheartedly in the name of Jesus. Any lukewarmness we declare right now gone in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And if you are there, you've never given your life to the Lord, come on quickly, just declare this. Father, I surrender my life for you. I surrender my life to you. Forgive me, cleanse me, and wash me. Purify me, make me a new person. Let me know you as a child would know his father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you've prayed that prayer, that's the beginning of having that passionate relationship with God. And that's what God desires from us. Come on, email us, life at, sorry, kazumbasi, kazumbasi at gmail.com. You can see it on your screen or info at kitvnetwork.com. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord watch over you. Until then, shalom, shalom. Thank you for watching Kingdom Insight. Dr. Kazumba Charles has written some powerful and insightful books that will help you discover treasures and truth of God's Word and also give you a deeper understanding of the unchanging character of God. For a love gift of $20, our office will send you one of the following books written by Dr. Kazumba Charles. The Parables of the Kingdom, Revisiting the Foundations, The Weapon of Forgiveness, or Discovering the Power of God in You please go to www.kazumbacharles.org to give your love gift. Your love gift will enable Dr. Kazumba Charles to continue to preach the good news of the kingdom. Thank you for your generosity.